Welcome to the Mind Bay Podcast, the show that delves deep into the realms of entrepreneurship, inspiration, motivation, manifestation, and the power of the subconscious mind. I'm your host, Evie, and I'm here to guide you on a transformative journey towards unlocking your full potential. Each week, we'll be diving into thought-provoking conversations and sharing valuable insights to hone your mindset and create extraordinary success in your life. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur, a budding business owner, or simply seeking inspiration to pursue your passions, this podcast is designed to uplift, motivate, and provide you with the tools and strategies you need to thrive both personally and professionally. Are you ready to tap into the limitless power of your mind and unleash your entrepreneurial spirit? Then you're in the right place. Get ready to explore topics like mindset hacks, manifestation techniques, overcoming challenges, and finding that perfect balance between business and well-being. With each episode, I aim to empower you with actionable steps, real-life stories of triumph, and insights that will help you break through the barriers and create a life of abundance and fulfillment. So join me every week as we embark on this transformative journey together. Subscribe now and get ready to awaken your mind, ignite your passion, and become the best version of yourself. This is the Mind Bay Podcast, and I'm your host, Evie. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Mind Bay Podcast. Today, we're diving deep into a topic that I believe is a game changer for entrepreneurs, which is setting boundaries in your business. As solo entrepreneurs, it's so easy to get caught up in the hustle and the bustle of running a business and then lose sight of our own well-being. That's why today I want to give you some actionable advice on how you can create and embrace having healthy boundaries in not only your life, but also your business. So I wanted to create this episode around having boundaries because the other day I got into a bit of a pickle where I got angry with myself. What happened was I was in our chiropractic office checking our agenda with the scheduled appointments. And I saw that we had a patient who booked an appointment right before we closed our, for our lunch break. We usually have a one-hour lunch break every day between 12 and 1 p.m. And so at this point, there was no problem. There was just an appointment that was scheduled through our agenda online at 11.30 a.m. So by 12 a.m., we would be able to have our break. Now, all of a sudden, I got a call from this patient saying, I had an appointment at 11.30 a.m., but I can't make it in time. And so he was saying, I'll be around 20 minutes late because I have a meeting that is running out. Is it okay if I still come? So that would mean he wanted to basically come at a time where our practice is closed. So I told him it wasn't possible to come at that time. And what he could do is cancel the appointment and then just reschedule during a time where our business is open, during our business hours. And all of a sudden he said, well, I have to leave home right now. I'm going to try and make it in time. Is that okay? I said, okay, no problem. We're happy to help at the time of the appointment. If people are like five minutes late, I don't care too much. But if it's like 20 minutes, it's like a bigger chunk of time. So then I am bothered with it. And then five minutes later, my phone is ringing. I picked up the phone and it was the same patient, the same customer. And he told me, I'm on my way, but my GPS is telling me that I'll be 20 minutes late. And I was kind of frustrated because I felt kind of put into a corner, like pressured into a corner, and I didn't really know how to react right away. And 
a part of me was like, no, I told him before that the appointment at this hour is impossible the first time that he called. So he should just turn around and go back home and make a new appointment at a time when our practice is open. But then another part of me who is kind of the people pleaser part, that little um, side that was saying, well, he's already on his way here. It would be kind of rude to now tell him to just go back home when we actually do have the time to treat him. It wasn't that we didn't have time at all because we were treating another patient or any other thing was going on where we didn't have like any option to help him. It would just mean that we had to sacrifice our own free time that we set out for ourselves between 12 a.m. and 1 p.m. every day to have a lunch break. And then when I thought of it in this way, like we can actually help him. It's not like we have to put someone else aside to put him in this way. We could just like avoid conflict or have like a potential bad review because the customer didn't get their way. And so what I did was say, okay, just come on over. We'll be happy to help you even though he was like 20 minutes late and he's coming at a time when we're supposed to be closed, I thought this way everyone can just be happy. While in fact, not everyone was happy. I was actually very frustrated and angry not with that person, but myself because here I was sacrificing my own time, time that I dedicated to step away from work, catching a break, consciously having a lunch together with my husband where we have like this time to connect with each other and so a clear boundary was being crossed and the fault was actually at me. I'm the one who was at fault here because I allowed this set boundary to be crossed. Having set office hours is a boundary that you set as a business owner. So there's a clear distinction for yourself and as well for your customer when you decide to work and when you decide to do something else for you, for yourself. So over the years, I've gotten really good at get at setting clear boundaries and communicating them as well. But sometimes my people-pleasing mind kicks in and then I end up saying yes to the things that I shouldn't be saying yes to. And it's a common struggle among many business owners, like wanting to please everyone, but then forgetting that we can pour from an empty cup. That's why setting boundaries is crucial in business. It's not only about protecting your time and energy but also about honoring yourself and your vision. And let me tell you, it's not always easy. It takes practice and self-awareness and sometimes a bit of tough love. So let's talk boundaries. Boundaries are simply guidelines that we set out for ourselves and others to create a healthy and balanced environment. So having boundaries is not about restriction or saying no to everything. It's more about honoring yourself and creating space for what truly matters to you. But here's the thing. Setting boundaries is not a one and done process. It's an ongoing practice that requires you to be intentional and compassionate with yourself. It's okay to slip up and say yes when you shouldn't, as long as you recognize it and then take action to prevent it from happening again. Now, there are some common misconceptions that I do want to get out of the way when we talk about setting boundaries. And one of those misconceptions is that boundaries are selfish or rude. A lot of people fall for this misconception, including myself. I used to believe the lie that setting boundaries is selfish or rude. And it's incredible how our childhood experiences can shape these beliefs and make us doubt our own self-worth. I vividly remember from my own childhood where I was saying 
know or expressing my own desires that I would often be met with disapproval. And I was told that I was being rude or selfish if I didn't do what I was told. And one particular memory that stand out for me when I think of this, and that's being told to give like a hug or a kiss to a friend of my parents that was basically a stranger to me. And they made me do this even though I didn't feel comfortable in doing so. And if I dared to resist, I was labeled as a rude or disrespectful child. And looking back now, I realized that this was simply my parents' ego at play, that they were worried about being seen as a bad parent if their child didn't obediently follow their instructions or, or manners. But you know what? Times have changed. We have grown, we have learned, and we are no longer bound by those old limiting beliefs. Like the situation with the customer that I had where you would think it's rude not to help someone who asks for help in your business. I'm all about helping my customers in the best way possible, but there is a time and place for that. And when you effectively communicate that, holding your boundaries is not rude or selfish at all. Setting boundaries is an act of self-care and self-respect when it's clearly and respectfully communicated. The one that is actually rude or selfish is the person on the other side that pushed you beyond a clear set boundary when they put their needs above yours, but then make it seem like you're in the wrong. And this is just basically manipulation. So I really want you to put it in that pretty head of yours. Setting boundaries is not selfish or rude. Another misconception that people have around setting boundaries is that you're going to lose an opportunities if you set a boundary. And the opposite couldn't be more true. When you set a clear boundary and communicate them effectively, you set yourself up to attract the right clients, the right collaborators, and the right opportunities. It's about attracting quality over quantity. And those who truly value and respect what you bring to the table, if you go back to the example of that customer who crossed my boundary of being 20 minutes late, for example, even after that boundary has been communicated and they're still showing up 20 minutes late, if they do it once, from my experience, chances are they will do it again because they know if it worked once, I can do it again. And this is basic cause and effect. Because let's say for his next appointment, if he calls again and says, I'm going to be 20 minutes late again, I now keep the boundary and say, well, actually, you have to reschedule. Chances are he's going to say, well, I was late the other time and you said it was okay. Why wouldn't it be okay now? And so now you would have to deal with this situation over and over. And if they don't respect your boundaries, but they're happy with your product or service, they keep coming back and you keep having this situation. And knowing that you're an average of the five people that you hang out with, if they hang out with a circle and they recommend you to someone in their inner circle, then you again probably have to deal with people that have the same behavior and are not respecting your boundaries. I've seen this over and over again in my business and I've gotten to a point where I'd rather lose a customer by keeping a boundary than allowing boundaries to be crossed over and over because when you lose one customer who doesn't respect your boundaries, you open yourself up to customers who do. And when they are happy with your product or service and they recommend you to their friends and their family, you're going to have more high quality customers and you'll feel so much better in showing up for your business. Now, how do you set boundaries in your business? Let's start by acknowledging that setting boundaries is a very individual thing. Your boundaries can look very different from mine 
or from another entrepreneur. I usually go through a three-step process that works really, really well in forming boundaries, keeping them, and then readjusting. So step one would be get clear on your values and priorities. Before deciding on your boundaries, you need to know what is important to you. So to get clear on this, you can get a journal and ask yourself, what truly matters to me? What are my non-negotiables? Picture your business in your mind's eye and how do you want it to feel? How do you want to experience it on a daily basis? Is it fun? Is it time with your family? Is it connection? Is it being authentic? Is it your well-being that is important to you? Your freedom, joy, respect, impact. Really get clear on what is important to you. I know for myself, it's being present with my daughter and being involved in her activities outside of school. That's one of my priorities. So on certain days and times, this means that I stop working earlier or that I have days where I don't work at all because that time is dedicated to her. And I've set that boundary that I don't take meetings during this time. But I also value impact. So I carve out time to work on my businesses, taking time to educate myself more and work with my clients and the customers that enter my business. So for me, this step was truly a game changer. I realized that my time and energy were precious resources besides money and that I had to honor them. It meant prioritizing my family, my health, and the activities that brought me joy and filled up my cup instead of just feeling drained all the time. When you define your values and your priorities, you get clarity and confidence. And then it's so much easier to establish a boundary that protects what truly matters to you. Because believe me, I've seen a lot of business owners make a lot of money in their businesses and their business is successful, but they themselves are miserable and drained all the time because they're living out of alignment with what they value. Now, if you find it hard to think about what your values are, I'd like for you to do like this visualization exercise, which will give you so much clarity on what's important to you. So take a moment. You can do this with me or you can listen to this again later. So take a moment to just put everything you're doing aside and close your eyes for a moment. And now imagine that you're preparing yourself to go to a funeral. Now you're on your way to a funeral and you arrived at the place of the burial and you walk towards the casket to pay your respects. Now I want you to look inside the casket and weirdly enough, see yourself laying in the casket. Now look around and notice how you suddenly see that you're surrounded by your loved ones and the people that knew and care about you. Look around and notice who's there. Maybe you see your family, your husband or your wife, your mom or your dad, your kids your aunts or uncles or nieces or nephews. Or maybe you see your friends or members from your team and your business or even customers or clients who came all to mourn for this beautiful person who left their life. And as you see who's there, each of them decided to say a few words on how you impacted their life in some way, shape or form. And now I want you to think about what you would like them to say. What kind of husband, mother, father, friend, leader were you? How would you like them to describe you? 
What achievements do you want them to remember about you? What do they know was important to you? And how did this reflect that in your life? How did you make a difference in their life? And once everyone gave their speech, you're the last one to say a few words to yourself. And then notice what you're saying. What are you proud of that you've accomplished in this world? What was important to you and how did you do your best to live up to the things that matter to you? And when you have these answers and when you're ready, you can open your eyes and if you have a piece of paper, just note down the things that you've learned from this visualization. Note down what you know now is important in your life. And those are your values. This is something that I've learned from the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, where he says that you need to begin with the end in mind. So you decide for yourself what kind of outcome you would like to have, and you live up to that. This helps so much in living with intention and living up to the standards that we set out for ourselves. When we have these boundaries in place, these boundaries are there to support us in achieving the things that we want to achieve in our life that is important to us. So that's step one. Get very clear on what you value and what your priorities are. And then step two is communicate your boundaries clearly and graciously. Setting boundaries is a two-way street, my friend. It's important to be assertive, but also be respectful when you set your boundaries and expectations for others. Whether it's customers, clients, team members, or even friends, they may not fully understand the demands of running your own business. So communicating your expectations is very, very important in the boundary setting process because you can't really expect someone to just know something if it's never been communicated. So this could look like placing your office hours on your website so people know when you work and when you don't. Have an autoresponder in your emails when they can expect a reply from you within 24 hours or a certain other time frame, or having clear pricing on your website so people know how much they're expected to invest in your product or services. So people don't cross that boundary of trying to lower the prices of your services. You've communicated what the price is, so that's your boundary. There's no uh, negotiation about the price. Or it could look like having guidelines on your website on how you expect people to show up in the meetings or simply like Q&As that explains how your business works. It's also important to note that when it comes to setting boundaries, you need to first communicate them in some way, shape or form. This prevents a lot of misunderstandings and dramas because yes, you can be offended and say, oh my God, I, how does this person not respect my boundaries? But can you really blame them if they didn't know you had a boundary in the first place? So here it's more about taking responsibility and step away from the assumption that people just know how to treat you. Because a lot of times people take just don't know because we're all so different. We all have different values, different standards. If you communicate your values and your standards and your boundaries, it's going to be a lot easier for people to take them into account. So after six years in business, I also know that not everyone is always going to look 
at your office hours or read their emails or go over the guidelines or read the Q&As. Some just take the easy road and they just go by their assumptions that you'll just pick up the phone right away when you call that when they call you, even if it's the weekend or they try to meet with you outside of working hours or they might even treat you in a way that you find disrespectful. So if you're in this situation, your best course of action is to just repeat the boundary verbally and communicate it with the person in the situation respectfully. I often have to deal with people that want an appointment right away, the moment that they think of it, or they want a response from me right when they send me a message. But then they asked or requested it in the weekend when it's time when I'm not working. And I sometimes got the reply of then, like, I called like a million times and no one was picking up the phone. So when I calmly reply, we're not open during the weekend, but we're happy to help you when our business is open, then they would ask for the opening hours. And then that situation often doesn't repeat itself anymore with that person. Sometimes you just need to communicate your boundary verbally for them to understand. And then in most cases, they respect that and you're being treated in the way that you want to be treated because you've communicated the boundary either in advance or after they try to cross it. I don't have these situations often, but when I do, this is usually how I deal with them. I also don't have just boundaries in my business. I also have them in my personal life as well. And this makes me think of the time when I first became a mom. So I'm Belgian and my husband is Cuban. So we come from a very different cultural background. And in his culture, when a woman goes to the hospital to deliver a baby... The family goes with them until the baby is born. And then once the baby is born, they stay with the mom who just gave birth. And it's a whole family gathering and celebration. But in my culture, that isn't the case at all. When we're about to give birth, you go to the hospital with your husband. Or in case you have a home birth, you have like a more private setting. And then after you've delivered your baby, you spend time alone with your spouse or the father of the baby. And that's it. And then once you feel like you're ready, you say like, okay, we had the baby. It's okay for you to come now um, to come and visit us. And so I made the assumption that my delivery was going to be like that. And I didn't even think that my husband's mom would do the same as they do in Cuba. And because I had this assumption and the lack of communication, when the time came in the middle of the night when my water broke and I had to go to the hospital, she got up and she went with us to the hospital. Now, keep in mind, this was my first time being a mom and I never had to deliver a baby before. And in that moment, I was pretty nervous and I didn't have time nor the focus to deal with that situation. And then when I saw her getting into the car as we were leaving for the hospital, I was thinking like, what is, is she seriously going to come to the hospital with me? Like, I don't want that. But then when we arrived at the hospital and she was still like following along, until the nurses luckily said like, ma'am, you cannot go into the delivery room. I was able to give birth in peace together with my husband. But then she waited outside the hospital room or like the, the delivery area where you had your baby outside of the delivery room. And she waited there all night in the hospital until I left the delivery room to go to my own room after 23 hours of giving birth. She was there waiting and came with us into the room and I was super emotional with all the hormone changes. I was exhausted because it was 2 p.m. in the afternoon and I hadn't slept since I woke up in the middle of the night the day before and I was just exhausted and all I wanted was to have a moment of peace with no one around me just enjoying our little bundle of joy. 
But then my mother-in-law was there with all good intention, of course, because this was her first grandchild being born. And I just snapped. I started crying. Then I got angry. And I told my husband to just get her out of the room in not a very good way. But in that moment, all I could feel was resentment and frustration that she was there stealing my first moment with my daughter and my husband. Like what was supposed to be a moment of joy and tranquility was one of sadness and being or feeling overruled. So then my husband took his mom out of the room and he got her home where we were staying in Belgium. And then he came back. And then he was upset with me, of course, because I reacted in that way. And his mom was in tears because she felt rejected. And the reason I'm telling you this is because this whole situation could have been prevented if there were boundaries being set from the very beginning. If I had said to my husband, look, if the time comes where I need to deliver, I would like that your mom stays at home, that you're there to support me in the delivery room. And once I feel ready, she can come to the hospital. And it's not that in that moment that I would be denying her to see her grandchild. It's just so that I could recover from a major event. And so I could settle a little bit in into motherhood and, and having this little baby with all the things that come with it. And then being able to show up as my best self and the meeting of the grandmother with the grandchild would be a way more beautiful moment instead of just one of frustration and anger. So when it comes to setting boundaries, whether it's in your private life or in your business, share your vision with the people around you. Explain how setting boundaries will benefit not only you, but also improve the relationship or the collaboration. Be open to listening and finding common ground. And remember that clear and effective communication is key. And then the last step is to regularly reassess and adjust your boundaries. So as a business owner, your business will evolve and grow and you will evolve and grow and new challenges and opportunities will come up. And it could be that your boundaries require adjustments. So your business hours may look different from when you become a mom, for example, or when you decide to spend more time on doing something else than working in your business, or maybe you decide to raise your prices or you have more or less time to collaborate with others. The important thing is to stay open-minded and flexible with yourself. So reflect often on how well your current boundaries are serving you and if they're still in alignment with your values. So allow yourself to make tweaks and changes if you feel that's necessary. Remember that you're not locked into a rigid structure. Your boundaries should evolve with you. Now, armed with these three steps, take control over your boundaries and watch your business flourish. Respect what truly matters to you and communicate your boundaries with respect and regularly reassess and adjust as needed. Believe in yourself and your power of healthy boundaries to elevate your life and business. I'm here cheering you on and remember that you're not alone in this journey. We're all figuring it out together. You've got this. Thank you for joining me on this transformative journey through the realms of the mind on the MindBay podcast. I hope you gain valuable insights and tools to unleash the power of your mind. If you're hungry for more mind-expanding content, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. By subscribing, you'll never miss an episode and you'll be the first to know when new content is released. I'd love to hear from you. Connect with me on social media and share your favorite moments, key takeaways, 
and any questions or topics you'd like me to explore in future episodes. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at mindbabe.co to join our growing community of curious minds. If you're ready to take your mind mastery journey even further, consider joining my exclusive one-on-one coaching program, The Limitless Entrepreneur. Visit my website, www.mindbabe.co to learn more and apply. Lastly, if you find value in my podcast, I would really appreciate it if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your reviews help me to reach more people on their quest to unlock the infinite potential of their minds. Thank you for being a part of the MindBabe community. Together, let's continue to explore boundless wonders of the mind and create a life filled with purpose, growth, and limitless possibilities. This is Evie signing off. Until next time, keep expanding, keep evolving, and keep embracing the extraordinary power of your mind.